Welcome everybody to an episode of the Keep Leaders of the Book. I'm your host, Maj, joined here with someone of no importance whatsoever. No, I'm joking. You're right. <laughs> nah, he's the most, um, he's the most, what is it? What was that Dosa Keys commercial? He's the most uh, interesting, interesting man, man in, in the, the world. world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know if you're Jordan's not quite me. interesting at all, really. Not um, really. <laughs> But today we are covering the first half of season two of The Legend of Korra. Yeah. Book two is called what? Spirits? Something like that? Yeah. Um, okay. So I think the weakest part of the Avatar universe is the spirit stuff. Because I think what makes Avatar Last Airbender uh, like, so likable is uh-huh. as far as the magic system goes is that it's kind of hard magic and as soon as they introduced like the spirit stuff it felt way more soft magic and i like soft magic but i just feel like when you have the two colliding in in the same universe it feels weird odd yeah per se yeah um having said that it was kind of cool to see the first avatar ever which by the way on trivia for you did you know that Juan, the voice actor for Juan, is Glenn from The Walking Dead? Stop. Yeah, no, really. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. I think I think he did a great job. I think I'm, I'm not I'm not saying anything. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Juan, I, I don't know. I liked the story. Obviously, the spirit stuff is a little iffy, but I I think the reason it may it feels iffy is that it feels like. I'm gonna put this almost disconnected. Um, yeah, from the rest of the yeah, it, I, I can kind of understand what you're saying. And especially if you look at the way that the spirits were in Last Airbender, and you look at how the spirits are in Legend of Korra, it feels it like, feels heavily emphasized when it wasn't before. It was it feels heavily emphasized. Also, the, just uh, visually speaking, the spirits don't look as consistent. Like it looks like a completely different series. It just looks like they added that in, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess, me watching it through for the first time is different than yours because you're picking out things that definitely make sense to me when you say them, right? But I didn't think of at first glance when I'm just watching. You know what I mean? When you're just yeah, kind of yeah. sometimes mind-numbingly, mind-numbingly watching. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean, and I think that maybe I should tone that down a bit because then it just no, gets in the no. way of your own enjoyment. No, no, that's not true at all. Because again, I've already watched the episodes, so I've already enjoyed the episodes. Ah. So whatever you whatever you bring forth after this is just kind of like um, it's like the little secret giblet that you put on the side for me that I you know like a secret cupcake. I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's an actual little morsel. Yeah. Um, but what? So yeah, what do you think of the first half of the season and well, compared I mean, to the other two halves of the previous? Vi- visually speaking. It was great. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. stuff is beautiful. Oh, yeah. So after after we kind of get past the original grievance, I guess you could say, like, um, uh, what am I trying to say here? Like, the spirit realm thing. I mean, I really like the episodes. The backstory on Juan, I mean, that was, to me, that gave me a lot of, um, a lot of things to think about on the rewatch of just Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, right. What, like how this all came through, where the you know, all that stuff comes from. You know, it gave me the lore I was kind of seeking in the first mm-hmm. series. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I do 
I can't comment on the second half, so I can't really comment on like how it kind of seemingly falls apart. Um, I didn't like Korra. Like, okay, so in between Mako and Asami, I thought Mako made the mistake, obviously, right? In their relationship, oh, yeah. because oh, he yeah. just liked Korra. Okay, fine. So he liked Korra, okay. But then it seems to me like in the Korra-Mako relationship, I think Korra messed up bad. Oh, you think so? I think so, right? Like, other than Mako ratting out Korra, which I which think was, was a big thing. Yeah, um, that was... But they um, were having issues long before that. Yeah, and I'm going to have to say, the whole ratting out thing, like, dude... Yeah, that you was don't just, do that. That, that was, was dumb. That was ill. Like, yeah. yeah that was I dumb. don't... I don't know how it would feel like even like some of my best friends, regardless of it being my significant other, like I'd be like, dude, what? Like all even like all of that history and you just chalk it up to you're nervous in one moment in your life. Like, that's not cool. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that but I do think that it was um, if leading up to it, the relationship had not or uh, was not rocky. I think it would have been different. I think. OK. I could see that, to be honest with you. Only reason I say that is because Korra has been a little unfair and kind of mixed signals and just impossible to really deal with. And, and you know, in her defense, again, she's like, what, 17? Yeah, and nah, she's the avatar. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, for those of any of you who are kind of like, you know, Korra stands out there. I like Korra. I think she's a great character. Uh, I think she's the best character in the show, by the way. And I think that um, the character, the writers did a really good job with her character work, especially taking into consideration that she is someone young. And I just, I, you know, she made a young girl's mistake, so I'm not holding it against her. But right, I am going right. to point out her mistakes, and I think that is a pretty, and I do think that it is a mistake. Agreed. I think... Um, Mako wanted to try and help her a lot, and then she initially said, "Don't just take my, don't you know? Don't just take. Why are you taking his side? Yes. Or you know, like he was like he would try to be supportive, and that wasn't good enough for her. He would try and give her advice, that wasn't good enough for her. So right. he, she kind of did give him like no real avenues. So you know, now he has a first job ever, first legitimate job ever in his life, being a cop, and a girl that gives him the attention and caring that he." kind of needs at this point in his life as a man you know yeah, what i mean like yeah and he kind of gave him what he needed which is i don't know i relationships are hard in anime because again you have the, all the supernatural forces that are playing in the into it you know i agree and i think um that's what <clears throat> good storytelling is that you can focus you can have a show that pushes a plot plot forward can build on the world and also continue individual character arcs and character relationships and with all in one episode interactions. Yeah, they can kind yeah. of hint on everything without yeah all of it to exactly. One. And that's one of the things I don't like about certain shows. Like, um, and I, I can't even think of any names, so I'm not throwing out there. But there are certain shows where it feels like they put all their uh, okay, we're going to just do world building in this episode, right? And they do nothing to advance the plot. They do nothing to advance character arcs or a development or growth or anything like that. It's just boom like this. And that's okay on a certain level. Um, like, you know, flashback episodes, like the one that we got, um, at the, at the episode seven here with, mm -hmm. uh, uh, avatar one, but Juan. why um, did they have to call him Juan? Couldn't they have done like, 
people like Avatar Matthias. Matthias. I guess that's, I guess that's more of a Greek name, so I guess it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Um, question for you: What do you think of Juan's backstory? Um, the feudal lords thing I thought was a good adaption. Now okay. the you're talking about the story incomplete, right? The complete story about yeah, just about. overall like. Um, and you're talking about the forces of good, bad, all that good stuff. Like, are you, are you just general blanket statement? Yeah, just blanket statement. Like, what do you think of just all of it? If there's any uh, comments you have on it, I guess. I don't know. I like the fact that it shows that humans really just don't know anything. And they, (laughs) they just jump into a situation without knowing. Because really, Avatar Wan started the whole nonsense. Yes, he did. Um, and I thought it was really cool, too, that, uh, you know, he's he so he's a firebender, right? So the first avatar now it's established. The first avatar is a firebender, and I was curious when I was watching the first series. I'm like, are we ever gonna find out who the first avatar bender is? What tribe? He or came like from? what? Yeah, or what he came from? What his original bending was? Right? Like, obviously, Aang and Korra, they're avatars, so they bend all the elements, but they're born to a nation. Right, they're born. They're born with an initial element. Obviously, Korra wasn't born with an initial element, but of course, she probably was. She probably just learned them all. But aren't avatars mostly born with an initial element, and then it goes off that? Um, or am I just totally way off? No, reword that because I think I know what you're talking about, but I want to make sure before I answer that. So, when the avatars first reincarnated. Mm Aren't they? Sorry, don't they technically have an original element? Right. That's I. So you're talking about like so one obviously was originally just Firebender, and are you saying like the first yes, reincarnation yes, to the yes, next one yes. down? Yeah. So like um, what? I feel like they'd have to be right. Like you're yes. you're born with. You're born with the capability for all elements, but since you're born to a particular land or a people, you're going to learn to use that one first. That's an they, interest. That is an interesting thing, right? Like it's almost like a chicken and egg kind of situation, right? And I'm not saying that they have to be or any of that's right, for right. sure, but it is. Like it is okay, so imagine something. I wonder. Imagine you got a baby or a toddler. Um, Who's he's an avatar, but he's born to an Earth Kingdom family, right? Sure. And he sneezes, and when he sneezes, he lets <laughs> out like airbending or firebending, right? And that's the first, the first indication of any bending he's ever done. So, I mean, is that a thing? Obviously, none of this matters. By the way, we're probably going down a deeper rabbit hole than we need to, but this is why you guys tune in for this stuff. Um, <laughs> like, you know, he's. He has technically, technically bend, bended, firebending, or airbending for the first time. And that was the first one that he did. Right. Well, so. I guess so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, one of those things where I'm just, I'm wondering, because I never really put it in there, I'm wondering how much of where you're born is affecting their, affecting the, element that they're born into because uh, it's the sequence right 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you noticed, but I think the sequence with it being fire, you know, it goes air next. Right, 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 right. I, it's just one of those things that I got curious about. I'm like, you know, what what determines that they're born in the water tribe and they're not just, you know, they can just, um, sorry, they can use earthbending while they're in the water tribe. You know what I mean? Like, it's those things that I kind of wonder about. You know, you see, you see what I'm saying? Like, if I they're know, if they're sorry. if they're born into the water tribe and they earthbend, does that automatically signify that they're obviously the Avatar? Well, okay, so this is where it gets kind of interesting as time's going to continue moving forward with Korra and whatnot, right? Mako and Bolin are brothers. One's mm-hmm. a Firebender, one's an Earthbender. So clearly, this means that they're starting to be an intermixing of the races and nations and cultures and backgrounds. Uh, so you're going to get more and more of that. Can you get a double bender, though? No, that's that'd be impossible. Are you sure, though? Are, we're yeah. not sure because the no, nations I'm, never mixed, right? I'm certain. <laughs> you're certain that the nations never mixed in the previous... Yeah, I... <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you, get a, you, can get a, you can get a lava bender, fire and earth. That'd be sick. It just takes lava out of the earth. Um... Lava bender would be sick. Um, But I think, no, it'd be impossible to do more than one bending. I think that that's another, that's a hard magic system thing, right? The only person that can bend more than one element is the avatar. Simple as that. Now, as far as your question goes, like, you know, if you're born to a waterbending tribe and you just start earthbending first, like, is that possible? Like, theoretically, moving forward, it should be, right? Right. Because, like we said, like I said, Mako and Bolin are brothers, but they both bend different elements. And I believe both their parents were non-benders. So that gene is now, the gene pool is now being very thoroughly mixed. And as we keep going, it might become a point where if you're born to earth-bending parents and then you sneeze and you're a firebender, it's not going to be that much of a surprise. So they may still not know that, hey, he's an avatar. Right. Because they might just be like, oh, well, my uncle is a firebender, so, you know, there is that firebending genetics. Do fruition and all that. Right. So, no, th- this is an interesting thing, and this is what I like about the show and the world, is that, like, the technology will continue to adapt and whatnot. Um, I-, I also really loved the art style of Avatar Wan's story. It yeah. was a very like that was aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it was initially I didn't because I was just like I thought it was going to be static images. Like initially, I said like the first split second, I thought it was going to be like a PowerPoint slide. Mm-hmm. But no, it, it was a it was an a, animation. A PowerPoint slide. I really Jesus. thought it was going to be that. Like it was just going to be a comic, like a comic. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, the art's cool, but I don't like that. But then it showed very quickly that it was you know animated. Right. So I really like that. Um. What did you think of Tarlock and Tarlock? Uh, Tonrock? I think it's Tarlock. Is it Tarlock? The water? Yeah, her her uncle. Yeah, he's a turd. Yeah, what do you think of him? He's just not, he doesn't, he seems like he's got these nefarious goals. <clears throat> no, like, it's Tonrock. Tonrock is her dad, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Tonrock I think is really cool. He his jawline could like shatter kingdoms. <laughs> that's, that's so crazy. Um, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he's got a solid jawline. <laughs> dude, that dude's jaw is freaking insane. He's an Earthbender in another life. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. That dude is just built like I don't know a wall. A, like a, I've a, never a seen a trap house. What? Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen a water vendor built that heavily before. Yeah, but that's true. yeah, I I do like watching waterbenders fight. There's something something cool about that. Flowy, but it's flow. It's yeah. just flowing. And you know, I think again, I always say my favorite element is definitely earth. But you know, all of the elements have such cool art styles that like it kind of captures me. It, I mean, actually, besides earth, earth's 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 art style is not as it's more like firm, like a mountain, obviously. So it's more bland i guess you could say i do think it's earth is like it it does come across bland initially but you see how creative that individual benders can be right like i'm not even talking um metal bending right Right. i'm just talking about like just just the way toff was a bender beforehand she was just very creative with it Um, right right and i i agree uh, I did want to mention, and I completely forgot this was even a scene, but then when I saw it, I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Um, when Korra lost her memory, right, at yep. the end, before she went to see, or went into her visions and her past lives, uh, there's a firebender cleric or something like that, and she was spiritually healing with firebending. Yes, yes. When That they brought, was yeah. really really interesting slash cool to me i didn't expect that to be honest with you. yeah i i again i had completely forgot that this was a thing um because you don't see it do you see it at all in the previous no never healing with fire like cauterizing the room yeah and i really like that because it made sense um it's it's like like he's like cauterizing or like cleansing fire right right uh but yeah i just It's kind of cool, you know. It it does kind of reflect. I think it reflects more so on that that one, the Dance of Dragons episode in Last yes. Airbender, right? Yes. Where it shows that fire is not about destruction; it is energy, right? They they draw, and if you want to get to scientific about it, they draw power from the sun, and the sun is not a ball of fire; it's a ball of energy. Yes, and I like the way that they explain that. Yeah, and energy is life. And so if you look at it that way, fire can very much be healing, healing, cleansing element. And I think that that's really cool because, again, it just goes back to the same thing that I had talked about back in the last series, last Airbender, where I felt like this uh, this kind of redeems firebending more in the eyes of the audience. Yeah. And and even the people itself, right? Now, is there an Avatar series after this one? Or before, or before Not Aang? at the moment. There's some comics and whatnot, uh, but yeah, there, I mean, and I think there's some comics or games or books or something like that that deal with Avatar Kyoshi, and there's another Avatar coming out uh, soon. But see, I've always wondered, like, how far? I wonder how far they can actually take this Avatar series because with all the lore and stuff, you could think they they could take the series pretty far. Yeah. No, I mean, theoretically, they can do it pretty much forever, right? Like, there's not much stopping them from just going constantly. Now, you could run into the Marvel issue where you end up getting fatigued. Uh, I could see that. 
Marvel Marvel sometimes overdoes it. Yeah, no, they they definitely do, and I think they've not to get into that down that rabbit hole, but I do think that they've kind of uh, over overstepped some of their issues now, and the writing has kind of suffered for it. But Avatar: Last Airbender, I mean. I think you could go forward, you can go back, and you can even explore side stories, right? Like if they made like a one one season miniseries on the tales of General Iroh. Or Aang even when he was older. Yeah, yeah, and, and by the way, they're making that. No way. Yeah, they are making that. That's going to be amazing. Yes, I, I'm stupid excited. Or, you know, Avatar Kyoshi when she fought Kang the Conqueror. Oh, that's true. Yeah, King or we don't Chin, we don't Chin, we don't we don't know some of those stories. Yeah, we just we have like very brief overviews essentially. So there's a lot that they can do with all this. Uh, okay, I do want to touch on it again because I brought it up back when before we even started Legend of Korra. Has Naga done anything yet? No. Are you connected at all to Naga the way you were Appa? No, but I like Naga. You like the puppet dog. You like it because you like her because she's a polar bear dog. Yeah, I want a polar bear dog. I I do too, but I'm just saying that like Okay, it's more I'd rather have Appa. Even if you take away the flying aspect of it, I'd rather have Appa. I'm just saying, you take away the mystical part, obviously, which you just actually canceled my argument, but you take away (laughs) the mystical part, it's more likely in the real world to have a dog polar bear. Okay. But if you take away, I'm not even talking about the mystical part, though. I'm just talking about like how likable Naga is. She gets zero screen time. Appa, yeah. we were exposed to at all times, literally at all times. That's true. Even now, when she was running away from the twins, which, by the way, you know that female twin that um, Bolin fell in love with, but then turned yeah. out she was crazy. Yeah. She, you know, she's uh, April Ludgate from Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. that part. She sounded just like yeah. It's the voice, man. The voice is perfect. I know it. I know it. And I don't know. I, April Ludgate's kind of her persona in real life is kind of goofy, but um, I like her her acting style. It's it's goofy. It's fun. So I don't know. I don't know how they cast her for such a rule of a woman. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess it makes sense. I like the twins though. The twins were the twins were cool. They they are kind of funny. I, I they <laughs> and Bolin was getting absolutely simped. What did you think of? I and I feel like again this just goes to they they did so much inspection into Korra that I feel like a lot of the characters kind of suffer for it. Huh? What what did you think of um of Bolin and just characters in general? Um, it's needed. It lacked something. Right. That and that and that was the point that I had brought up before we started the show, and I think this is why I put Last Airbender above Legend of Korra. Is that like I like Legend of Korra, but what made Avatar Last Airbender so enjoyable to watch was was the characters. Right. And when they and Korra is a great character, but that's only one character. There's not a lot of inspections into the actual individual characters i feel like for right. me to end up falling in love with them and bolin and mako like mako like okay like i said i took his side on the mako versus Korra feud but that oh varic i like varic but he's just funny and he's cool 
on the side. But he's even less screen time than Mako Bullen and Asami and Tenzin. So, oh, I love Tenzin. I, I do like Tenzin, but it's more so like, oh, it's an airbending master, right? He's he's in a. This is like the closest thing we'll have to an adult Aang at the moment. Right, and I maybe maybe that's why you know yeah. maybe that's why that, yeah maybe that's why we like him. But I think with the rest of the characters like Bolin's whole little acting stunt right now it's just oh my gosh it just feels weird I don't, I don't really like it I don't I'm not in love with any of the characters now somebody mentioned this maybe because these characters are older age than last airbender but I don't think that that's the case I, I, that, yeah, that's I the reason so I don't like it um I just I don't know I think it's just not as good well, we're in characters, and I think it's because the focus has shifted away from the characters and more into, I guess, world and individually just looking at. Uh, I can see that. So, I mean, it's one of those you get. It's a it's a give and take, right? Writing is a give and take. If you can only have so many episodes, something is going to be sacrificed. So yeah, and that and that that's one of those things that it, it just has to be that way yeah. for us to get another part. Agreed. Of the the lore, I guess you said the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, but overall, overall, regardless of the the character building, I do think that I've gotten to like some of the characters a lot. My favorite character is Asami, by the way. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's because she's hot. <laughs> Fair enough. I actually like her too. Beyond just even that, I think that she is cool that she's running a company and. She's still trying to like struggle and strive through that, so that was always cool for me. Yeah, and I felt um, bad for her because her father was a psychopath. Yeah, the way she but, handled all that, and she uh, she, she also seems the most mature out of the entire group of that age. Right, and I'd have to say though, the resistance against bending, I understood where they came from. Yeah, I understand where those guys came from, and I understand that not everything is fair, and you're not born this way, blah blah blah, but. Again, I don't think that should ever justify somebody to do what he the violence or perpetuate the violence on the public like they did. I mean, I understand if you um, maybe went after the person that wronged you. Again, people do that all the time. But again, the the fact that, you know, they're mad at the benders when pretty much the benders created the world um, or at least the civilized world that they lived in. And a bender saved them from being ruled by one monarch. So, I mean, you have to. I have to get to play both sides of the ball to see where they were coming from. Um, but as we go into the second season, we kind of step away from that, which I really liked. I'm glad that they didn't continue on with that anti-bending goofball. Yeah. Um, mostly because he's dead, but well, I agree. Well, I know that <laughs> there could have been loyalists and all that. Good yeah, stuff. no, I agree. I, I think, and I think this show benefits a lot from each season having its own villain. Yeah. And, I like the spirit. I like how they're going to the spiritual world because, again, that's that's something that's fairly important to me on some level. Right. Um, so it's nice to see how they adapted like mystical experience in the avatar and how the avatar can access it quickly. But there's still people that can also access it. Normal people, normal benders, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um. All right, I think that about covers it for me, unless if you have something else that you wanted to talk about. No, I think that hit all the major points that I was, I would, I would cover. For sure. Did you? 
All right, well, that'll about cover it from us for that episode. Next time, we'll be covering the second half of Season 2, so that's, what, 8 through 16 or 8 through 14, something like that? Yep. Um, I I kind of wish that we had covered the second episode of Avatar Wan's story. I, com- I should have uh, looked at that, but, oh, well, we'll cover it next time. So, yeah, episodes 8 through 14. So, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all see next time.